0: you need indeed we talk
1: about it on the air all the time about staying ready uh your role can change from night to night what you do on the bench to get ready before you come on the game uh, because you just played a terrific game tonight
0: um it's the big mental part i mean i think the luxury that we have is that we have um two great bigs that can any night one guy can step up and so i think we have the luxury of doing that and so my part is just being mentally and physically ready uh, every game
1: you seem to be a little more offensive minded tonight. A little wheeling and dealing with both hands out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had to get it back a little bit. So, just this year feeling more healthy, I feel like I just got my offensive game more back. And so, I just want to keep building on it and just keeping you know, up, helping the team win.
2: Josh uh, So Focus. What's going on, Ja? Maybe it's me, but I felt Tibbs' rotation decisions throughout were confusing. Of course. Of course, of course, we have to have a confusing Thibodeau rotations. <laughs> I may need to get Andrew up here for for to ask about this. did, were, did was this, is this a blind spot for me, or or was Tim's making confusing rotation decisions tonight? Read the rest of the comment. Can't question the men, uh the men's distribution considering back to back, but. Do we need um, Joe, Josh
3: Hart and RJ minutes? I don't remember Josh out RJ minutes. I got to be honest with you. I remember well, like, who, a couple in the second that? quarter. They don't. That, there's like no positive Josh Hart, RJ Barrett minutes that, I don't, are, that exist. I look. I know neither of them are exactly dead eye shooters. But like John, I, this goes back to the playoffs. The best lineups for the Knicks are when they're alternating with each other. Okay. Now, like, I don't remember a ton of them tonight. I thought, actually, this was a very well-rotated game, if you want to call it that. But Well, as an aside,
2: we're going to get Josh Hart, RJ Minutes every game, because RJ pretty clearly through the first four games has established himself as someone who's separated. the
3: back of, okay, yeah, when he plays with the bench. If that's what you're referring to, John, I just disagree, because I thought you are talking about, like, when he's with Randall, but when they have a shooter on the floor, whether it be DiVincenzo or Quickly or... Or Grimes yeah. or Brunson, like it's fine. And so, like, so the answer to your question, John, I'm pretty sure is it is you. It's not Maybelline. It's <laughs> it's just you. Look, I, it, anytime you have a lineup on the floor and there is a play and the
2: play happens and a bad thing occurs from the play, it's fair to wonder if the bad thing that occurred from the play would not have occurred if there was someone else on the floor. It's like, but like, I feel like, there, there are gradients to it, and uh, I don't know. My two cents,
3: nothing I saw tonight was like, wow, this is an odd lineup. There was, honestly, there was, there was one moment where I was like, come on, Tibbs, and he corrected it a minute later, and it was take the starters out. Oh, yeah, but, yes. I mean, it I, like, same it thing. was one minute later, he was like, oh, he, they probably just, they took the starters out first. He looked up and was like, all right, this is over, and then decided to get Deuce McBride in. There, you got one for today. Happy Halloween! <laughs> your, t- your tips
2: and impressions are fantastic. Ah, uh, thanks, Ja. Brian Benjamin, what's going on, Brian? Feels like the Knicks turned the switch on, as opposed to having it on all the time. That's interesting. Uh, should we be worried about that kind of mindset? I love the show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um,
4: I don't. Hmm. That's a great. It's a great question. Are they just not easing into the... That's not the right word or term.
2: I was going to say, are they not easing into the season? Are, 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 is it just that they're like, again, not a lot of preseason games, you know, is it? can it just be like they're working out the kinks? Like, I'm trying to think... It's weird because the sample size is so small that the New Orleans game represents 25% of all of the games that they have played. So, it's like, "Ah, oh, let's throw out the New Orleans game. Well, you know, it's a big part of what they've done so far in three weeks, maybe we'll be more comfortable like throwing out the New Orleans game, but let's for argument's sake, take out the New Orleans game. I thought I didn't feel like I watched anything tonight that was like a team that like wasn't flipping the switch. You know, I thought they' they they were clunky on offense. I don't know if they I would, they were. There was anything that would indicate to me, that and defensively, I thought the defense was really good. You could even argue the defense was good in New Orleans; like Zion was just amazing. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's it, it, obviously it made me think, but I, I don't know that I agree with you on that. I and and more generally, for as much as Tibbs will give, has legitimate reasons to give you adjective about this and that. One of his teams being a team that thinks that they could just turn it on and off. I don't think that's a cons- that should be a concern for a tips team. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that, man. And thank you for the, the kind words as well. Um, true story, Jay. What's going on? True story, Jay. How are you? Um, they're really freezing out RJ in the second half. LOL. Plus, TNT talking about missing players like we, don't, we didn't beat their ass last year. Uh, the New York hate is real. Um I'll push back against both of those comments. I thought again my I'm uh, I'm a Nick fan. Uh I don't know. I don't know how else to say it and I thought from a from an unbiased perspective the leading story of the game was Cleveland was missing a bunch of guys. So um if the I I tuned into the MSG broadcast so I don't really know what TNT said. Um but if that's what they were saying you know I'm, And again, it was a game where like, look at all the comments here tonight that are from Knicks fans who are all kind of saying different versions of like, yeah, it wasn't the best effort. So if the national broadcast was focused more on what Cleveland was missing rather than the Knicks being amazing because they weren't really amazing, I'm fine with that. As far as the freezing out RJ, I, I just I. That terminology. Indicates a sense of purpose you know, whether on behalf of the coach or on behalf of, you know, Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle. And I just like, it's not like RJ was having this sort of half where it's like, oh my God, just like get the ball to RJ. And even if he was like, just because something goes well in one half doesn't mean you necessarily have to go back to that well repeatedly in the second half. But they've gotten him another shot or two. Absolutely. But sometimes possessions don't work out that way. Like, freezing out, there's such an implication there, you know? And it's, like, unnecessary because you know what happened in the third quarter? Julius Randle got himself going, which is really freaking important to this team. And I thought Jalen Brunson got himself going a little bit, too.
4: So,
0: yeah.
2: Thanks, true story, Jay. Disagree with you, but appreciate the comment. Hamdy M, on the TNT halftime, Barkley said the Knicks need cat. I think I I may have seen a clip of this. Um correct me if I'm wrong, I think he said the Knicks need a star. Like
4: this like try this group of tryhards is going to kind of reach its limit. Um man <laughs> maybe it's it's like every time I watch cat I feel like I come away being like how is this guy ever going to win on the highest level? Like I was watching the game last
2: night, Hawks wolves for anybody who missed it, which I'm assuming most people listening to this did. Um, the wolves were up by 20 or they were up by 21. I think actually in the first half, they were up by 19 at halftime. And it was basically the same a different or yeah. A repeat of the Knicks Hawks game from early last season uh, where the Knicks had a 20-point lead and then ended up losing by 20 or going down by 20, whatever it was, largely behind DeJounte Murray. But I was watching the game, and like, I don't know, just I feel like whenever I watch Cat, he leaves me feeling underwhelmed. And which is hard for me to say because I am not as big of a stats guy as others, but I know the numbers and the numbers are I mean, the, some of the numbers are astonishing. Uh, his offensive numbers, and it's like, yeah, you could say like they're, they're just numbers. I, they're really good, freaking numbers. So I don't know. I'm I'm not a cat guy. Um, I think putting that aside, though, I think Barkley's larger point was that the Knicks need a star. Um, and
3: do you yes, want to do you want to watch what Barkley said? I have the clip.
1: Oh, I'm sure. If you want to, let's see if this players works. at times and scorers. So now you you lack scoring when you're the Knicks. Uh, and I disagree. You don't think, think so? Uh, I think the Knicks need to do something. Okay, well that's a good yeah story. Okay, I mean I'm talking about with the present. Yeah, team. like to me they're like you see how this move is going. In? Mm. They're gonna get maybe if they get a good. To me, the Cavaliers got a higher ceiling. With the additions they made, if they could ever get healthy, I think they got more talent and they're better. But for me, the Knicks, like, yeah, we, we play hard. We're solid. But they're not contenders. So I, if I'm them, I'm like, hey, we got to do something. All those draft picks we got, what are we saving them for? You know, like, go out and make a move. Because you got to say to yourself, we're not in a conversation with Boston and Milwaukee. Who do you, who do you need? Uh, who would you have your eye on? Carl Anthony Towns, because those two guys in, in uh, Minnesota can't play together. I mean, that was one of the stupidest trades ever. You go get two guys over seven feet tall and All a right. little man. I
2: think we got the gist. I think okay. we got the gist. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't pull it out of his ass, but like, no. It, it, so his point, which is that the Knicks have a bunch of assets and they should use those assets on a star, my response, of course, would be no shit. It's what I've been screaming from the rooftops and Jeremy's been screaming from, not screaming from the rooftops, but
3: like, like we've both been saying this for years, it's coming. The what? I just I think the Knicks are saying this. They just haven't found the right start to go all in. Well, on no, but yet. I I think there. It's it's always funny to me how f-
2: certain people react to certain things because you could react to news like we got today about like the the Harden trade mm-hmm. and be like, and and you could say. Oh, the, the Knicks need to stop this ridiculous pursuit of a star,
4: <laughs> which
2: I I understand where that's coming from. But at the same time, I always am like, OK, well, are there things they could have done differently? And, and per- perhaps some of the decisions that they've made over the last few years, if they were not in pursuit of this gigantic star trade, they may have made slightly different decisions. Um, yes. Leon Rose was hired to do this job build the team in this way with this as the one one singular one end goal for the finish line. Cause if he wasn't hired to do that, then the only other alternative is to is they would have Dolan would have hired someone to tank and rebuild the organization that way. And we know Dolan was never going to do that. So mm-hmm. like all they've done in this like pursuit of a star so far has have has been bypass opportunities that they did not feel were worth going all in for. That includes this summer when the the team came up in, in relation to whether it was Zach Levine or the aforementioned Carl Anthony Towns or Bradley Beal or I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. You know, all they keep doing is bypassing opportunities. Now you could flip that coin on its head and say, hey, maybe we should go in for one of these opportunities one of these days and stop waiting for the perfect star to come. Well, at some point, I have a feeling they will because their, their clock is going to run out, you know, and that and we're not getting into cap stuff tonight and second apron nonsense. But like At some point, they're going to have to sure to get off the pot. That time has not yet come, and that time's not here yet. So they do have the luxury of waiting. I appreciate what Charles is saying, but um, the nice thing is they don't have to do that this season. And I I hope they don't
3: make a, a settling trade this season. I don't think they will. Yeah, I think it's, again, he said the obvious. The Knicks aren't contenders if you look at their talent, but the idea of need is they don't need to do anything right now. Like they didn't need to make the move the Clippers made today. Yep. It's it's game four, so <laughs> Jostle focus with another one.
2: Uh, how many more games before we should be worried about Julius Randall? Um, tonight was definitely calmed my fears a lot because I thought again I think he looked pretty good. Uh, I know he, what he did tonight, but he still looks off to me, and he doesn't try off the ball for the most part. Well, if you're if you're waiting for him to try off the ball and do stuff off the ball, you, 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 you'd you be waiting a while. That's that's never going to be a, a big part of his resume, unfortunately. Um, no, I'm not worried. Tonight, I was I was maybe a little worried going into this game. I was really encouraged by what I saw. Um, this is now year five of the Julius Randle experience in New York. Maybe it's just because I've come to a place where I'm like, he is what he is. I've accepted it. And I'm not. He's not a guy I lose sleep over. I'll just say that. Because eventually, you know, he's going to have ups and he's going to have downs. Thanks, Joe. Jessica, what's going on, Jess? Um, caught the second half after getting home from taking my daughter trick or treating. Very nice. Uh, you were out trick or treating late, I guess. Well, although, no, there's time difference. So then may- maybe not. Yeah. Uh, IQ and RJ look amazing. What's the over under on how soon Harden asks out of the Clippers? LOL. Happy Halloween. Let's go, Knicks. Um, yeah, it's good RJ game, and I, I guess I, it was maybe my off perception to start the show. I, I guess quickly had a, a better game than I initially perceived. Um, I'm 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 fascinated by the Clippers. I can't wait to watch them. I have them on right now. Of course, there's no James Harden here, uh, and I imagine they're playing with a skeleton squad because they had to trade a lot of players. But they still have some guys. Um, I think it's gonna be a fun team. Will Oliver, when is a win nice to steal one away, go win at home. Man, I'd be really happy if they beat the Cavs at home. Cuz if they beat the Cavs at home, then you win it uh, you beat Charlotte and then you beat San Antonio and it doesn't matter what happens against Milwaukee, the Clippers or Boston, I get my I get my beloved 5 and 5. Um we'll see. I think it's going to be a really tough game. But we'll see what happens. Thanks Will. Gee, Hooper, then what's going on? Glad for the win, but. there was a butt. Gee, Hooper, I challenge you to, to at one point to put it to put a super chat that does not contain a butt that is followed by something negative. Uh, but guys like Hart are still slightly concerning to me. That's fair. It's very fair. Uh, also, a little less ISO ball. Bold prediction. IQ will be starting the starting two by the end of the year. Uh, OK, let's take those one at a time. Could always use less ISO ball uh, at the same time. It is how they are most comfortable generating offense and it is how their two best players are most comfortable playing. Here's my, well, my hot take. Here's my hot take. I think the reason Brunson's been off is he's trying to ISO less and he, he is not trying to go into his bag as much. And in the third quarter, when I felt like he was starting to get it going a little bit, I don't even know how many shots it was. Maybe he only hit like two shots for all I know. But there was a moment where I'm like, oh, that's Jalen Brunson again. I felt like he was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go into my bag and I'm going to do what I do, Um, which is a tough thing because he's your point guard. And you want your point guard to be able to toggle a little bit more seamlessly between isolating and creating for others. Uh, As far as IQ being the starting two by the end of the year, so I guess
4: you're predicting he overtakes uh, Grimes. Huh. I don't think it's insane. I
2: would be surprised. I would be surprised. I think the organization has a lot invested in Grimes. I think they have a lot of belief in Grimes. I think Grimes is going to have a good year. Um. And like, we're sitting here talking about the shots that Quentin Grimes isn't getting. What I'm not, I'm not asking this facetiously. I'm 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 literally just asking the question. Like, what about quickly being the starting lineup makes us think that he would get a a ton of shots, whereas Grimes is getting hardly any? Because he could do more with the ball on his own, and he could call his own number more. Yeah, he can. Sure, certainly is but like I just it, it comes back to the same thing like you it doesn't make sense to me to have four guys in the starting lineup all of whom like need and want the ball if anything they could use one less guy in the starting lineup that needs slash wants the ball all the time you know it's like there it's a it's a weird distribution um Jocelyn focused how many are we going to win with zero players scoring 20 ooh
4: great question I did That didn't even hit me. So who was their leading scorer tonight? It was a quick. It was quickly right. And quickly had eighteen. No, Brunson had nineteen. Sorry, Brunson and Randall both
2: had nineteen. Quickly had eighteen. Barrett had sixteen. Um, that's a good one.
4: You could tell me they're not going to get another one of those the rest of the season, and I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked. Good good stuff, uh, Zach. Halilovic. I hope I got that.
2: The discipline, Mitch and I heart show on defense without fouling is beautiful. Make sure it doesn't go unsung. I, I I'm you know it's not going to go unsung on here. I love the dirty work that they do, and it, it, again, it, it gets. And it was it was really. I should have probably spent more time on it after the Atlanta
4: game, but like, you know, RJ was the star of the Atlanta game. The way. Mitchell Robinson in particular is able to two, guard two men at once when he corrals, pick and
2: rolls is, is, I mean, it's a masterwork. Um, and Hardenstein, man, I don't know what my favorite thing about Hardenstein's game is. I like all of it. He's just a really easy, fun guy to root for. Um, and he does seem, it's so funny. Like Mitch is the, Mitch is the guy. He's the athletic one. He's the freak. He's the guy that could like do, things with your body that you're just not supposed to be able to do at that height. Um, And yet I feel like I heart is the one that gets like the eye popping blocks more. Is that weird? That might be a crazy thing to say, but that's kind of how I feel like he had the one tonight that I'll remember.
4: Um, And it's not the first time this season. He's had a few. He's had a few really important ones. Thanks, Zach.
2: Nick D. Simone with another one. For what it's worth, I'll take Donovan Mitchell on this team right now and figure out the defense later. He is special. He is special. Yeah, um, let's do. I know this wasn't your question, but how many scorers? Now that's I don't say scorers. How many offense? Uh, like how many players do I think are better offensively in the league than Donovan
4: Mitchell right now? But that's the problem. Is it's really the scoring? Like he's a he's a good off. He's a great
2: offensive player, but he's not as great an offensive player overall as he is a scorer. He is a like ungodly gifted scorer. as an offensive player on the whole, the difference between him and the guys who are like the MVP, the, the guys who could actually win MVP, be the best player on a championship team. Know that about it. Type guys is the overall playmaking is not there as much with, you know, him as it is with like a Luca, but as a scorer, how many scorers are better than Donovan Mitchell? I mean, I may need to have Andrew up here for this one, just as a, a sounding board. Is Tatum a, is Tatum a better offensive player
3: than Mitchell? I would take Mitchell over Tatum. Sorry, not offensive players. Uh, uh, score. score. I know yeah. what you're saying. Score. I think Don Mitchell. Mitchell's able to generate offense more easily than Jason Tatum. There is a defensive side of the ball that I would put Tatum and like he rebounds more. Um that was like the key thing I noticed in the playoffs when Tatum was getting off to these awful first halves against yeah. the Sixers, he was still filling the box sheet the the box score with um with like oh, well he only went one for ten, but he had nine rebounds and six assists in the first half. And then he would find a shot in the second half. So I would as a pure scorer, I would go. Mitchell, but it, it, I agree with you. Yeah, the only guy in the East I see that's clearly above him is Dame. As a pure scorer, as a pure scorer, I think Dame's ahead of him. And Bede is the one that's like, I was about to say, Embiid's averaging thirty a game as a center. Man,
2: it they get their points in such different ways. Yeah. That's tough. I maybe you put beat ahead of him. All right, let's put a B to the side for a second. Uh, Jokic, yes. Uh, Luca, yes. Steph, yes. So now we're up to Mitchell's fifth. We
3: have four guys ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Durant's a toss-up for me. At I'm, I'm, point, I'm looking at OKC career. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at OKC and I'm looking at Phoenix. Because now
2: is SGA in this conversation? Ooh, as a scorer? No, I don't. Not I, I can't not yet. Mm. Not a year away from being a maybe We'll, we'll yeah. see. So Dur- Duran and Booker.
3: I would say Booker's a better scorer than Booker. Uh, I would say yeah, Mitchell's better to score than Mitchell. I think who's Booker? I would take it like the better player is Booker. I think who's the Mitchell, better scorer? Mitchell. You think I'm Mitchell's both. It's, it's the same. It's a same hate argument argument all over again. I can't put Mitchell above above Durant. I I have to No, that you don't do that yet. I I do think that there is a conversation for where they are in their careers at the moment that Um, Kevin Durant can't but he can still shoot over anybody. That's a thing. Kawhi has to pick his spots too much right now, even though when I think when he
2: puts his mind to it, I think he's I I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's a playoff scorer I'd rather have in the league other than maybe Jokic. Uh, Kawhi is fucking amazing. Zion is the only other guy that I'm looking at. You're
3: putting Jokic up there?
2: Oh come on, Jokic is just because he doesn't do it as
3: much as others because his passing. He's the best passer in the league, arguably. (laughs) But that's my point. Like he generates offense in a different no way. Like that dude. he's, He's he's he's. He's better. I'm not saying he's a bad scorer.
2: I'm if just he's saying... He's a better I need, scorer than Donovan Mitchell. Without question, there is no conversation.
3: Zero conversation. I think there is a conversation, but I, I, don't know. Would, I know you don't I want would, to have it. I would politely disagree. I think if he had Donovan Mitchell's scoring ability, we're talking about the greatest basketball player ever. Because he doesn't have a jump shot. like He, I, he does have a jump shot. No, he just doesn't pull it out as much. Okay.
2: Just because he's not taking... Tense, or you know, half a dozen step backs a game, because he doesn't need to, because he knows he could. There are more efficient ways for him to defeat another
3: team. I guess that's what I'm doing. In that, again, it's the better player. I think. Well, I, I think Mitchell will have. I think we're better. Semantics right. Here. I think Mitchell will have better shooting splits than, and will score more points a game. But because of the other ways that Jokic can impact games. You know, like it's not a question uh, about like this. It's not a question about who is the better player. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I know. I'm, you asked me to narrow it down. I'm a Carmelo yes. Anthony stan. I know how to narrow down what's a better scorer or a better player. You know, <laughs> I will put.
2: Let's say he's a top eight scorer in the league.
3: Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell. I think that's fair. Yeah, I would say so.
2: It's pretty freaking good.
3: It's the other things he can't do. Which I actually thought he played a pretty good defensive game tonight especially in passing lanes. He got I, he got attacked a little bit on on one-on-one but he had a couple steals that led to pick sixes. I still think there's a world where he could be a serviceable defender at
2: the NBA level. Serviceable? Yeah, I agree. Um all that all that being said, all that being said. If Donovan Mitchell ever ended up on the team, would I be angry? No. Do I think that is the like we're at the point where we should be like hoping for that as the outcome. I'm not there yet. Not there yet. As I have a piece of dark chocolate. Joshua focused last hashtag last one. Four games in and we're top 10 in rebounds. Three point percentage and defensive rating. What? Okay. Do you have a
3: bottle of water or something nearby or I've water and I have bourbon. Okay. Your teeth are covered in chocolate. So that's okay. A good it, chocolate. I'm sure it is. It's also not the greatest microphone etiquette to eat something before you go to It's speak Halloween. Into it. Yes, it is. You're right. You just don't smile, is all I'll ask. Jaha, the question Which
2: is the least sustainable? By the way, Knicks lead the league in highest percentage of points um, from threes. Oh, that's interesting. Um, the least sustainable between top 10 and rebounds, three point percentage, and defensive rating? I think they're definitely going to be top ten in rebounds all year. they're Going to be top five in rebounds because they offensive rebound so well. Um,
4: so basically, between three point percentage and defensive rating, mm. I guess I'll say three point percentage is le- is less sustainable.
2: I know I said I don't see a top ten defense here, but like, wouldn't shock me if they were like ninth or tenth. Surprise me. If they were top, if they were top ten in three point percentage at the end of the year, I I would be shocked, legitimately shocked. Robert Cross, is it fair and reasonable to say that R.J. outplayed Dean Wade tonight? If so, will Fred Katz be okay? No, I, I think Fred Katz is irrepar- irreparably damaged from that
4: take and the subsequent poor play of Dean Wade. thank you Robert Zach
2: Lella teams playing Brunson real tough so far they are picking him up after crossing midcourt have to think it's affecting his two point shot making working so much harder it's a fantastic observation uh, you get the gold star of the night because uh, it's just something that has happened that is I should have noted um, I mean here in the league's respect last year you know Sometimes I mean not to say that people didn't realize what he could do, you know. Cue the cue the Shaq meme, but now, now he's on everybody's radar, and now I think everybody knows very very clearly. Like, okay, what are we going to try to do against the Knicks tonight? Well, we'll try to take away Brunson, and then we'll figure out the rest later. But first, we're going to try to take away Brunson. Like, no one is going to let Brunson do what he did teams regularly about last
4: year to 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 what he did to teams regularly last year. They're they're not not willingly at least. Thanks, Zach. Um, appreciate you.
2: Okay, Jason Devaney. Hey, Macri. Given Amari Stoudemire's comments on uh, Black Lives Matter recently, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on Israel's relation to the Hamas attacks on October seventh. Man. You know, I am like probably not the right person to comment on anything that's going on right now. I know a lot of people are dying, which is just absolutely awful. And I know there's a lot of terrible shit going on um in a part of the world that I frankly don't have nearly enough knowledge on to comment about. Um, I know a lot of stuff that I hear makes me incredibly upset and very angry um about why, like, human beings resort to the things that they resort to. And, uh, as, but as far as like Amare and his comments on black lives matter recently, I don't, frankly, don't even know what the comments, uh, are that you're referring to. So I can't comment on them. Um, but I mean, Amare is very passionate. I know ever since he, um, you know, he's, I, I, believe he converted to Judaism, right? Uh, Some years ago. I don't think he's always been, but regardless, I mean, he's, he's passionate. And when people are passionate about anything, um, they're going to express that passion. Um, so again, I don't know what he said, but I always tend to try to err on the side of being open-minded and understanding about people who,
4: you know, react with passion to something um, I hope that answered your question sorry
3: what Andrew's looking at me just well said for oh. this question that was asked on a sports podcast by the way yeah ab- abortion but no, I'm just kidding let's get oh, to Jesus. the next question Robert Cross <laughs> something tells me this is not going to be about
2: uh, any any armed conflict uh, other than his attempt to, you know, raise an insurrection on KFS. Uh, first time, long time, John. Uh, some of these goons on Twitter are suggesting to start IQing and get Grimes more looks on the second unit. What say you? Hashtag fifty three wins. Uh, well, again, speaking of things that I know not about, what goons are what goons on Twitter
4: are saying? <laughs> um, I don't like. I said what
2: I said already about IQ starting and how I think that would just it doesn't make any sense to have fall four guys who like want the ball in their hands to be in the same lineup. Um other than at the end of the game when you play your four best players, you know, and you figure it out later. I don't
4: think they should be in the starting five together. But like fine, put Grimes on the on the second unit. When do the Knicks ever have or not have at least two of Brunson Barrett quickly Randall on the floor
2: together. They always have at least two of those guys. That's how their rotation is built. It's how Tibbs is doing the substitution patterns. Now Uh, he's been leaving Randall in the longest of the starters. And then RJ will come in for Randall and he'll run with the subs. And then the starters will, will gradually start to come back in. So, like, okay, Grimes is the fourth option on the starting unit. If he moved to the backup group, he would maybe raise the the third option. I'm not sure the looks that he'd be getting would be as good. Uh, And you could even argue, like, there's a, like, Hardenstein takes up a little bit more, I don't know what his usage is compared to Mitch's usage, but, like, Hardenstein, at least, like, tries to take, you know, create some offense for himself. Mitch will never do that. So like that's an additional kind of it. like the point is the Knicks either as a team are at some point are going to make the take the initiative, make the effort, like do whatever whatever phrase you want to use to get Quentin Grimes whatever, 10, 11, 12, 13 shots a game, or they're not. You know, it's not really up to him because He's not a guy that you're going to throw the ball to at the top of the key and say, "Okay, go run pick and roll and like create for yourself." That's not his skill set. His skill set predominantly is catch the ball on the wing and either shoot it or make the make the next play. Um, if they don't get him in the ball now, and so, but also at the same time, some of this is on him, you know. And and Benji and 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 DJ talked about this last night. Like the biggest takeaway I have is that there is no one to blame for this. Not on Grimes. It's not on Tibbs. It's not on the organization. It is an unfortunate reality of a guy who, in a perfect world, you know what Kroon Grimes would be doing? Kroon Grimes in a perfect world right now would probably be playing for like,
4: I don't want to say Washington, but like, I don't know. Not the Blazers. They have a lot of mouths to feed. That's a problem. Like you look around the like I'm I'm thinking
2: about okay where's the team where if you slot Quentin Grimes on this team team X, he's getting a dozen shots tonight and like good looks, you know in the kind of role that he
4: has now. Where's that team? You know, Um, I don't I don't really see it. There's a lot of fucking talent
2: around the league right now. There's a lot of good shooting around the league. So that's what I mean. It's like. The Knicks need to either decide like, hey, we're going to we're going to make it a point to invest in this guy. And that I don't even know what that would mean. Would that mean like shorten the rotation, which obviously is not going to happen. They just signed David Genzo, the whole thing. But like. Or do you just treat Quentin Grimes as like, hey, we got a really nice player here. He's going to get shots on some nights. He's going to get he's not going to get shots on other nights. Um, it is what it is we believe in the player and we believe in his impact on our team, regardless of if he gets five shots or 15 shots. Uh, But we are not going to divert our larger grand plans to make sure that Quentin Grimes gets X number of shots a night. And frankly, I don't think that that's ridiculous. I'm a massive Quentin Grimes fan, but like you don't rejigger how you go about like building your team and, and building your offense for like a role player. And he's a role player. You know, so I don't know. I think I got off on a tangent there somewhere. I don't even know if that was related to what you were asking, but I just kind of feel very strongly about like there's a, there's a lot of pearl clutching going on with Grimes right now. And I don't, I'm not sure I agree with it. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, it's a good feeling when your worst player is Dante.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, yeah, it's a good, it's a very good feeling. Uh, Robert Cross. I don't want Cat here. No way, no how, never. Hashtag 53 wins. Well, you know, I mean... I, I don't want him here either. I don't. I, but like...
2: I, this is tough for me, Robert, because like every time I talk about Embiid and how I'm all in on Embiid... You tell me how ridiculous I am and that I shouldn't be all, all in on Embiid and, and, it, you know, why am I wasting my time and we have everything we need right here and this and that. Well,
4: guess what? If Philly has a good season and Embiid is a, you know, hunky-dory down in Philly, be careful what you wish for,
2: you know? Because uh, one thing I don't think Leon Rose is going to do is sit on his hands this summer. It's my it's my not so bold prediction. Uh Josso Focused. Hashtag O. Oh, okay, okay, last, last one. Last one. Thank you. Pointing out RJ was a plus minus leader before the last stint where he was out there with the bench, including Josh Hart. Also, starters at the end is included in weirdness. Okay, that's fine. Um, it was a minute. As far as RJ's plus minus, uh, I will once again say that game to game plus minus is the most useless stat uh, on earth. Plus minus after four games is a pretty useless stat. Give me a 10 game sample size at least. All right. And then we could at least have a conversation. Sam Garcia's dad. What's going on, Sam Garcia's dad? How are you? Watch the game on and off. The Knicks didn't look like a well-oiled machine, but yet they were up by 15 or 20. I valued every win. I value every win, but much of tonight was Cleveland not being on. But how much of tonight was Cleveland not being on? I that was what I opened the show with. Uh, they didn't hit a lot of threes, and they were missing some of their players. And uh, it, it watching them, it felt like watching an undermanned team. I mean, the thing that was going to drive me freaking nuts if the Knicks ever lost this game was the period in the second quarter where two undrafted rookies—I think they were undrafted, it, either that or like second-round picks or something—like were taking turns making like significant scoring plays against us. It was a money. A money Bates is a different animal because that dude has a lot of talent. And there are other reasons why he, you know, was not, was not drafted where his talent originally said that he should have been drafted. Um, but the other guy was a Porter Porter Jr. or something like he was eating them. He had a move to the basket where he, Freaking dusted somebody or like faked them out or whatever. I was like, come on, guys, we're losing Are these freaking dudes. Um, anyway, I don't know how I got on that point, but uh, anyway, Robert Cross, uh, when you wish upon a star, it's your boy John, you won't have to go very far. Star J will come to you. Uh, hashtag 53 wins. I believe that was Robert's attempt at a song lyric, Robert. It was. When you
3: wish upon Uh, a star.
2: Yeah, he wasn't getting me. Your boy, John. (laughs) Don't quit your day job, Robert. Uh, Yes, Star J is here. I agree. But it's nice to have him. (laughs) Jessica with another one. Shout out to KFS Patreon perks. An elegant prancing IQ glass arrived today. It's beautiful. Everyone should become a patron and join our KFS Discord. Okay, shameless plug. We do have a Patreon. There are a lot of perks that come with the Patreon. Uh, the uh, mellow tier, which will you know cost you about a cup of coffee uh, a month, the equivalent, a, a nice cup of coffee, but still a, a cup of coffee you get a, a free of uh, an extra pod every week. Me and Andrew actually recorded a hardened pod today. So we are getting two pods this week, all of our, uh, mellow tier perks. And then if you're in our, our high echelon tiers, you get like free shit arrived to your doorstep every few months. Um, this one was a, uh, a custom made that shout out to XJ, our graphic designer, in addition to being one of the casuals. Why?
3: What did free I say? Sh- free shit. That's all just free shit. She just described it as an elegant prancing IQ glass and and I it, said free shit, free shit. Well, I'm the goomba from Staten Island, so what do you want? You could lead a horse you, you could take a horse away from water. What is it? For? You can lead a horse to water, you can't show him how to drink. I think that's how it goes. Or speak eloquently. Regardless, to John's point, we have some very elegant shit that we can that we would give to you if you're in a Ewing tier, which to Jessica who is one of our Ewing tier patrons? Um, we, it's an IQ designed uh, thing. It's been going all around our, uh, pay, uh, our Twitter lately. Anytime people have been getting them, our staff ones are getting here this week. So, oh, uh, I'm getting my thing. You should be getting yours this week. week With yeah. the patrons went first, and then we went made sure the staff got them too. That's great. So, yeah. So sign I'm up. The links in the it. description of this uh this video. Thanks, Jessica. Always appreciate you.
2: Uh Rowan, big fan. Thank you. Um, excited for tomorrow's game. Last year we had the worst home record of any playoff team. What is it about MSG? Hashtag go next. Man, you're gonna you're reminding me of the Bondi uh, um um Benji, like mini Twitter not beef, but like and I love Bondi, and, and obviously I love Benji, but like Benji was always annoyed. When Bonnie would point out the Knicks' bad home record last year, like basically insinuating it was kind of more a result of randomness than anything else, um, I think it's as simple as like players really get up to play at MSG. That's that's all it is. Um, players get excited to play there. Where, whereas <coughs> they might not, you know, when they're going into. Orlando or Indiana or let's see what other fan bases can I piss off. Um Brooklyn Sure. Brooklyn No, but it's not the same, right? It's not the same. There's something different about the bright lights of MSG. All due respect to the Barclays Center. Which so is a perfectly fine arena, but it's not it's not MSG.
4: That's the only thing I I think. I mean, I don't I wouldn't even be able to wager a guess as to what else it might be. Thanks, Rowan. That's it. Okay. Got it. Right
2: about an hour and a half. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, please like the video and subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you're listening on the KFS podcast feed later, please give a five-star rating and review. Um, one one more. We'll, we'll do, we should do a shout-out at the top of tomorrow's show. It was a bad job by me. Uh, if you're still listening and you live in New York and you want to watch the game on Friday, come out uh, Friday night to Penn 6, we where we are doing a game watch. I will be there. A bunch of the KFS crew will be there. Um, again, the entry fee is is $20, but you get a bunch of food with it. Uh, you're going to get more than $20 worth of food. So it's not like you're basically just paying to eat and uh, watch the game with us. And uh, there's drink specials and the whole thing. It's, it should be fun. We're excited about it. Uh, again, that's Friday, uh, Penn 6. Uh, games at 7.30, Kick things off at like, you know, 7 o'clock. And you can get tickets for that. Uh, there's a link in the description of this episode, Andrew. Yes. There we go. Okay. Giddy up. That's all. Uh, see you, everybody, tomorrow night. Peace out.
1: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.